Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica and with me today is my lovely, glorious, very humble, a bit hairy guest, Tom! Hi, Tom! <laughs> a, bit, a bit hairy. There we go. That's what we're going for. Thanks, Monica. And this is me being thrown into the uh, geek herring pond again very last minute didn't have time to repair today but i'm stepping in for your usual wonderful amazing glorious magnificent what, what else do you say well i'm sure you don't say amanda's quite hairy no i never said that no you i never said, said other that. weird things other weird things but definitely not that so yeah stepping in for amanda feeling feeling the pressure here monica feeling the pressure because this is a big episode, and um, as a listener of Geek Herring, I have to say this certain style of episode might be just my favorite type of episode to listen back to, so I'm very excited to be part of this. I have to say I also feel a bit of a pressure here. I have performance pressure now because you always organize and you have such a great podcast so it feels like you're watching me work now and i have to get comfortable with that <laughs> just say this monica that i've been part of many podcasts where today you've been way more organized than some podcasts i've been on in the past because <laughs> at least you had a show notes document link to send me that's all i'm gonna say not gonna talk about talk about old podcasts, but you know you were pretty pretty prepared compared to most. Well, I was just five minutes ahead of your questions, so <laughs> that's why <laughs> I had that. Um, and Tom is talking about our special format that hits us every month, which is Geek Girl in the News. And Tom will help me walk through this this week because why not? Are we walking through this, Monica, or are we uh, tiptoeing or running? I don't know. Do I look like someone who's running? I'm not going to answer that. That feels like a trick question. <laughs> trying to get me straight away here. Trying to, try to make me trip up. I'm not going to do it. Thanks for being so polite as always. You're such a nice person. Trying to not throw me under the bus. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. That's why I was <laughs> nominated for this role. You were nominated for this role this morning. And then yes. thanks so much for stepping in, by the way. No problem. I, I mean, I would wait to thank me until the end of the show to make sure I did okay. Anyway, what have you been doing in the last couple of weeks? I mean, we had you on how many weeks ago? Quite some weeks ago. But what have you been up to? Yeah, for that was many moons ago, Monica. Was it? Many moons ago. I was uh, dipping my toe in the geek carrying pond. And well, since then, I've been podcasting. Uh, three extra lives is still going. We're up to level 17 
as this episode comes out and it's been really exciting to continue that journey discover more indie games play more indie games connect with more indie game developers and that that's basically what i've been doing outside of just my other job slash project which is thankful cow solutions where i'm doing virtual assistance for people and keeping their lives on track and managing uh their lives as well it's all it's all it's all fun and games but yeah i think right now like a lot of my time is is being dedicated to the three actual lives and playing video games it's just great to be able to say you know what i'm gonna do some research gonna do some work and you're actually just playing a video game you're just sitting down taking some notes taking it all in preparing for a podcast you know how it is monica preparing for a podcast (laughs) and and just uh, using that as an excuse to 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 do work but no i i've been really enjoying uh everything with three actual lives and we're part of the same podcast network as well dragon powered studios and that's just been a really cool place to connect with other geeky podcasters and talk about podcasts and you know complain about editing you know just the the usual thing we do as podcasters if you want to join the community by the way i just throw in a quick link here in the beginning geekherring.com forward slash discord then you can join the discord channel and also moan about editing or games in general you don't have to moan about editing if you join and you did a refresh of the entire thing so now is the time up the emoji game and shit oh yeah we've we've uh just give the discord a a little lick of paint uh updated a few channel names put in a few emojis yeah that was uh you know people love emojis the difference of a couple of emojis can make to a discord channel you'd be surprised but (laughs) <laughs> it's it had to be done had to be done you know when i'm involved there's probably an emoji not too far away well probably the poop emoji not far away but sure there is yeah, one of those I said, as well I, said, I, saw it. I said me not you monica i said me not you <laughs> cool and what have you been doing do i have to ask you that what have you been doing monica is that my job as your co-host what have i been doing since last week i think since three weeks i'm constantly telling people a new series that i've watched and finished but that's always only one week in between so this week i've been watching jane the virgin <laughs> and yeah i'm up to date with everything on that now yes i might have a binging issue i know i know also nintendo had a sale so i got the Zelda expansion pack that I didn't have Ooh. and I was diving in there a bit but that's I already had most of the shrines and I already beat Ganon so I don't know if that's I don't know once I finished uh, once once I but killed the it's an expansion boss, Monica it's, it'll expand your experience in Hyrule yeah but I don't know if I need 50 different types of clothing of course you do. Of course you do. What are you saying? Yeah, okay, I hear you. I did play it a bit, and I uh, downloaded some other thing. It's called Child of Light. It's oh, also yeah. Switch. You know that? Yep. It's I so pretty. That. Yeah, it's really nice. Really nice game. But I don't know how I like the gameplay, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's it's a bit of a a different one to get into, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I remember playing it. I don't think I finished it. And if you would ask me if I finished any game, probably not. I mean, I I have a very small list of games that I've completed. I have this issue where I just start a game. I'll get to a certain point and I'll be really enjoying it. Then I have to play something else. And then I just, it's like books. You know how many half read books I have? All of them. They're all half read. I don't finish them. Really? I I don't know. It must be some sort of condition. Maybe people just say it's uh, 
what's it called um attention uh deficit disorder adhd but it's it's definitely not that i mean i can uh, it's just i don't know it's weird it's just i can't seem to finish a lot of games i tried to go for a phase last year or was it the year before where i was like you know what i'm gonna start this game i'm gonna finish this game and actually that's why i started playing a lot more indie titles because you can you can knock those out you know in under 10 hours most of them like that and when you're playing a lot of the triple a tile games you know if you're playing your assassin's creed or your grand theft autos you're talking about 60 70 80 hours at least and i don't know i just got old and couldn't do that anymore I couldn't <laughs> dedicate that much time to one game unless it's world of warcraft which actually i didn't mention that but i resubbed and i'm, I'm back i'm deep i'm i've got the shakes <laughs> we, need, we need to finish the show quick monica i need to get back to azeroth i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry uh that's interesting. I thought I was the only person who didn't finish games for a couple of years. But it makes me more calm that I know that you do that as well. You are not the only person. Can't confirm. But maybe you have just you don't want to let go of something that you enjoyed so much and by not finishing it, you never no, have to let it that. go. That's not no, it. No. Uh, the only thing I feel like that about is Firefly, which I've never finished watching that series because I don't want it to end. But you know that it's not continued, so you didn't yeah, finish I, it. I, I'm not going to finish it ever. So I'll always know that <laughs> I have an episode or two of Firefly to watch. <laughs> Grim reality that I live in. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. Though I've never watched Firefly. I still oh, my goodness. It. Moving swiftly on. So what did you say? It's a segue or a leeway? It's a segue, Monica. It's a segue. Yeah, in podcasting land, we call it a segue. In geek caring, we call it a leeway. <laughs> Apparently. In Austria, you call it a leeway because you don't have the vocabulary down. Oh, that's where you got it from. Okay. So it is a great segue to move to, well, series and now movies is not too far away. Because the first article in Geek Girl in the News is, did you hear that? That someone on Twitter posted that we probably might eventually get a... Woman of color is James Bond. Well, probably not James Bond, but 007. How do you call it? 007? So it's not a phone number, Monica. It's not a phone number. I don't know how you say it. We would say 007. I've only watched that stuff in German. So, you know, I translated immediately into my brain into English. And we call him 007. Ah. So that's why I said 007. Oh, oh. Seriously, oh. 007. Double 007 sounds better. Did you see that? Did I, did I see this article? This article or did you come across it on Twitter? I actually didn't. But you know what? I've heard rumblings and rumors of this potentially happening over the last few years. And I know there's been a lot of debate and unrest about the possibility of James Bond that switch of the main character becoming a woman and to add fuel to their fire the, the people who are talking about this uh, a, a woman of color which seems like such a far cry from a white male taking this role and I, I i mean i'm just gonna jump in and say i probably have two opinions on this and one is that in the 007 well, we've had all these James Bond films over the years, and it's only really been since the Daniel Craig films has the story continued somewhat 
into the next movies there's been some sort of continuation a small thread to connect the films and I, I, to be honest i haven't seen quantum of solace and i haven't seen what was the 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 last james bond film was that that uh not skyfall specter yes yeah i haven't seen quantum of solace i haven't seen specter but i know there was some continuation between like casino royale and skyfall and i don't know if they continued that on with with the later films but i think because of how the james bond storyline works that it's you know it's not like marvel films or it's not like a a series of films where there's this there's a storyline for the film and then there's an overarching storyline throughout it's basically james bond there's a baddie that's how they play out every everyone they all play out the same and i think when i look at this from the point of view of if there was this overarching story and there's this person called 007 but then considering how long james bond has gone on for you know we're, we're talking many many years many many different james bonds many different actors have played james bond so it's almost as if the role of 007 I know there's been some confusion and on the show with Amanda where she thought 007 was the was the code name for a, a specific role in the British Secret Service but actually 007 James Bond it's always been supposed to be the same person so I think from story wise that's not something that's continuing that's not a continuation of a story throughout the entire James Bond film set it's it could be that oh Daniel Craig steps down and some other dude takes over. Or, you know what? If the next person who's going to be James Bond, obviously, if it's a, a female a black woman, it might not be called James Bond. But if they assume the role of 007, which to me doesn't sound like, a, you know, that's a code name and yeah. any gender could assume that. I don't really take too much of an issue with that. I mean, I don't see why it would be a problem. And I think, you know, we've we've had James Bonds all these years. There's lots of classic James Bond films. My dad, he would still watch, you know, all the old James Bond films. He still appreciates them for what they are. But if we're in a new generation now where we're diversifying movies and maybe sometimes it doesn't work. Maybe sometimes it, it just feels a bit too forced. And, you know, I know the newer Ghostbusters film got a lot of rap for what it was trying to do. And I think the issue with Ghostbusters, for example, not that I was a huge fan of the originals, but it seemed to me that they brought this out and they didn't pay any sort of homage to the original films. There was no connection to the original films, which I feel like when you're doing these almost remakes, reboots, but doing it in a way that you're still preserving some sort of history with regards to these films. And I think if you do this with James Bond, then maybe you have to do something similar to that regard. But because the story is so loose, each film, I don't really see that you you, you give this role to a female and, you know, that's, you, you kind of base your, your view on that. It's like when Jodie Whittaker took over as Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. For example, there was a lot of outcry that a female was becoming, you know, Doctor Who, which for me was was flabbergasting because the doctor can regenerate and regenerating into a, a female 
didn't seem that unbelievable didn't seem <laughs> in a sci-fi show <laughs> yeah in a sci-fi show didn't seem too far-fetched didn't seem too out there with regards to james bond i can see well, i can't i can't really say i agree with the argument that oh you're going against the the writing you're going against who james bond is because i feel like we've just had so many of them that is it going to end the world if a female black woman takes the lead in a James Bond because my main critique about anything like this would be, well, like I say, the story, it, it's not really a continuing story. So you can just take it as a standalone film and you can roll with that. And I don't really see why there's an issue with that. I mean, most of the Bond films were basically standalone, as you already said, I can't remember. I mean, I've watched quite a few during my lifetime because they were just on TV when I was a kid. And I totally agree with what you say. It's basically what is part of a Bond movie, right? It's a hero who is an action movie. There are a lot of guns. There is a lot of physical stuff going on. Yes, there might be some hot sex scenes going on that you don't really see some love triangle lovey-dovey situation why wouldn't that all work with a woman yeah exactly if they rebooted 007 with a black female lead then i would be like okay that's a great opportunity for you to create some continuing storylines within the films as well that you could build upon that you could actually you know give some real substance to the 007 world the, the storyline and the fact that pretty much all the previous films that, that came before didn't really connect into each other. You could also take an opportunity to try that as as well, to build build this world, to build these storylines, to build up these characters. I know we've always had reoccurring characters within the 007 world, but this could be an opportunity to maybe make it that, okay, the position of 007, it gets passed on. It There's there's agents that, that take this role. It's this specialized position within the british secret service and if you're qualified to be in that role then it doesn't matter you know if you're black white male or female or whatever you you can you can step into that role and i think that having our our kind of main protagonist to me it doesn't matter who who they are if if it's a good film if it's a good storyline i'm probably going to enjoy that i'm probably going to enjoy you know the the freshness to the the franchise a lot of the the diehards you know who've grown up with it who have followed it all their lives that's that's going to cause them some anguish because it's something that they're familiar with it's something that that's all they've known with regards to James Bond that's going to cause them dis- some distress that's probably going to cause them to lash out because that's maybe something they feel passionate about but i i still don't think that if it's it's worth kind of throwing all the toys out the pram because maybe we just get to a point where we have to see how it goes, see where it heads, and if if it doesn't work, then you know it's it's not like it's set in stone that you you can never have a your male lead again. It's just something that that happens in Hollywood now that they're they're you know they're fronting films with with females. They did it in uh, the Oceans film series as well mm-hmm. and it just broadens that that diversity and i think if i think it's just how it's done if it if it feels i don't want to come across like i'm the voice of authority on this because <laughs> uh <laughs> because i'm not i'm not i'm just i'm just 
first and foremost, I'm just somebody that would watch a film and judge it based on the storyline, not yeah. the the gender or the color of the main actor or you know anybody playing in that film because it's it just for me it doesn't even fly across the radar i'm just like is this a good story well okay i'll watch it that's it that's it yeah. that's, lit. that's all the question i would ask myself and also in bond we're not talking about it's not a cultural question in that regard or a cultural or ethnic question like it would be for if you would cast someone for Mulan, it obviously needs to fit in the setting of the movie. So the same thing with Ariel in that regard. Ariel is a mermaid. She can be whatever she wants to be. She just needs to have a fishtail. I always have to think about the men in black because they also have, just have different agents that could be everyone. I mean, basically, you need to be British. That's your probably the only prerequisite that you yeah, have. Yeah, that's, if that's you what I would say. I mean, okay, James Bond probably has to be British. But I mean, British Empire was pretty huge. That's true. I mean, that's true. <laughs> so uh, they were everywhere. Everyone. Everywhere. Yeah. And everywhere, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if the news are true. I feel that's just uh, the the woman who has been talked about is the Shana Lynch. Lynch, correct me if I spelled that wrong. And I don't know if it's really seriously true that they she's considered. It's not really a confirmation of a of a filming studio or anything, but she just came up in the conversation about the Bond movie or someone posted it and the Guardian picked it up and wrote an article about it. Also in 2012, Idris Elba was rumored to be Bond and that also caused a lot of people a lot of issues back in the day. Um, do you think we need to, and I'm not saying I agree with this, but do you think we need to, with regards to something like James Bond, yeah, perhaps have somebody like Idris Elba, like a male black person uh, take that role before we take a female uh black person in that role i think there will always be people who will be very annoyed so i feel they would be annoyed if it is idris elba and they would be annoyed if it's a a woman as well if it's a woman and if it's a black woman so i think the haters always gonna hate i'm not sure if smoothing it over with black men in between would solve anything um, it would definitely in general help the representation of black people on television and not have them be the villain constantly. So I think generally every step in this sort of direction that improves representation for a minority is awesome. But I don't think that even if we had Idris Elba, that people would then feel more comfortable handing it over to a woman and to a woman of color, for example. I think they will always be some idiots who are just idiots for the sake of being an idiot don't like the change the change scares yeah. them change is scary and i mean i get it change is scary but it's always those who hardly ever experienced a lot of different people you can see that in elections as well that those who never actually come across people from different countries are the ones who hate them the most so basically what we need to teach people is to that not everybody's scary i'm trying to think of something that i feel maybe like film wise that i feel quite close to quite passionate about that if they just change that role to a female or I mean, even when we talk about Marvel movies, we get a lot like in the next phase. There are a lot of females coming in roles that were initially male-focused, male-centered. I mean, we're, we're hearing talk of 
Natalie Portman becoming the new Thor, and yeah. that doesn't that doesn't make me feel angry or upset. Yeah. That just makes me feel excited to see how they transition yeah. the story to fit that. Because I think for me, that's always that's the thing that that's the thing I'm like my main point about anything like this. I'm like, well, how does this how does the story transition, and how does how does it all fit together? Like I said with James Bond, there's no continuing thread with the story, so that's not really a point. Yeah. So for me, it, it doesn't really matter. For Marvel films, I think I was just like, how does Jane Foster become Thor? Not not because she's a female, but you know, she's a human. How does she get her powers? That's that's my thought process. She was already half fish when that sixth stone was in her, the ether. That's true. She had a bit of bit of uh infinity stones happening she had a touch of magic going yeah, on that's true that's true spoilers monica spoilers yeah some people might have not might not have seen dark world yet wow when did that come out 2012 i don't know a, a wee while ago a wee while ago that doesn't count the spoiler anymore yeah i'm curious we will see i i mean it would be awesome if it happened but not so sure if it really does time will tell time will tell um, you sent us something pretty awesome, or I mean, awesome as in interesting. <laughs> it's not as awesome when you read it. Yeah, it's not awesome. So. No, it's not awesome. It's interesting. Um, you sent us a subreddit. So that's how it call how it's called. <laughs> yes, the Over Overwatch subreddit. I found a a post on there which uh, was titled "I changed my name on Overwatch and haven't been a victim of toxicity since." Anyone else? Basically, Claudia, Mili is her name, apparently, or something around those lines. An avid player of Overwatch has constantly been, well, harassed in a way or blamed for when a game has not gone right because her username was female and she indeed is a girl or is identifying as female. And ever since she changed her username to a male name she basically doesn't experience that anymore she's not out there saying i'm super skilled gamer and i get hated on constantly she calls herself a pretty average player not the worst of its kind but also not the best of its kind but apparently during playing online with other people she was constantly the one who's been hated on and who's been harassed because she was the one Who's at fault? Because obviously she's a girl. And ever since she switched to a male username, that stopped. Which I'm not surprised by, I have to say. And we did find an article that is pretty interesting in regards to this, to your subreddit, uh, who basically says that already two-thirds of online gamers experience extreme harassment. They don't even distinguish how many of them are female, but even males experience that severe harassment in general. But obviously, as we've often managed uh, to mention, we are a rare breed. <laughs> we're not a rare breed because we're 50% of the gaming population, but it's a tough life sometimes out there in the interwebs. It, it sure is. And I just wanted to start off by saying that the fact that on Reddit, this got upvoted to almost 15,000 points, which is quite a lot on subreddit standards. It's it's really been brought to the attention. So people obviously had a lot to say about it. And I played a bit of Overwatch in the past, and I can definitely confirm that there's a, a real tox, toxic element to to that game unfortunately i mean it, it's 
pretty much the same with any online game. There's always going to be toxic players. And I fortunately enough haven't witnessed uh, anyone abusing females in the games that I did play. And I have to state here that I by no means have played Overwatch that much at all to even start writing the case study for this because I haven't. But it, it definitely happens. It definitely happens a lot. And I think one of the, the big problems is that there'll be people like me that never witness this, never see it happen. I mean, they see the toxicity, but they never see it happen to females. But it happens so much that it almost takes people seeing it to believe it. And I saw maybe a couple of years ago, some videos circulating. It was a female Overwatch player and she was recording interactions she was having with male players that were abusing her, that were attacking her. And it it's not like I've ever not believed that doesn't happen because the online world is is a dangerous place at times. And I, I know this this thing goes on. I've just a lot of times been very fortunate not to be around people uh, when it's happening. And if, if it was happening around me, I, I would sure as heck be sticking up for the people that were getting abused because it's it's never acceptable in my eyes, never it's never going to be tolerated by me because it's it's just we're playing a game here we're supposed to be a team we're supposed to be working together abusing people just derails any sort of potential success for our team i mean Mm -hmm. not just looking at from the gaming side also just to to act like that is completely unacceptable but even when i tried to process the logical side of yes abusing your teammate is definitely going to help you achieve your goals as a team. It's definitely going to motivate people <laughs> to play better, to win the game. That's definitely going to work. That always works. And, you know, very, very rarely does does that ever result in a victory when somebody on your team starts abusing someone on the team, just whole game goes to shit. And it's just infuriating that people can't can't see that. And that's people's go-to when playing online games is, is abusing people. And like I say, with, with regards to abuse against females, there there's so many stories out there, so many horrible stories, so many just in general how males are acting towards females, even just on social media. Mm. And to say that it doesn't happen, to say that it's not a big of a problem, is just sticking your head in the sand because it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem the way there's this default behavior for males towards females. And it's it completely blows my mind how it seems to have established itself as some sort of standard amongst uh, a lot of guys and I, I don't know it's I'm drinking from a different cup here but it <laughs> it, it, it happens and it, it's out there and you, you don't have to go that far to find these stories to read about them to get a, a perspective of, of what's happening and it, it's scary it, it's really really uncomfortable and being being a dude like i don't i don't have this crosshair over me because i'm not yeah. female and when you are female it maybe doesn't always happen but it definitely has this increased chance of that oh you're a female you're playing a game that instantly just takes it up a couple of levels that somebody's going to use that against you somebody's going to say oh a girl playing a game and that's that's going to be an excuse to abuse you. Whereas I'm a guy playing a game. No one's going to say, ha, you're a crap guy gamer. You know, you're a guy. <laughs> ah, 
You know, that's never happening. You're such a guy. Such a dude, man. I have a question, though. Shoot. When you play multiplayer online games, you mostly take a female characters to play with, right? That's very true. I mean, yeah. with regards to Overwatch, where the roster is quite diverse and it's not so much a permanent character, whereas in MMORPGs, for example, I always play female characters and that's going to sound a little strange, but I do it because I generally just do it for aesthetic reasons. I usually prefer how the armor looks on female characters. I just enjoy playing female characters. I'm not, I'm not like sitting at my screen going, hmm, female character. <laughs> I've never done that, but like in World of Warcraft, I've always played a female human and I actually initially played it as a male human and i i, I um, changed the gender on it because i didn't like the way the armor was sitting i was like uh, female models look they just aesthetically from an armor point of view i've always preferred it in in my mmos and on in that regard i've never actually in all my time playing warcraft i don't think i've ever had any messages with regards to me being a female character but again that's not to say it doesn't happen i just got yeah you know lucky that that somebody isn't doing that and, and with how world of warcraft plays these days there's very very limited interaction yeah. between players out in the world anyway but it definitely still happens and it will continue to happen and we need to continue to bring awareness to it and and educate people that are yeah that this is their default this is how they they react to people i keep asking myself if it's getting worse I mean, the internet has always been a pretty dark place at some point, but I'm not sure if I feel it's getting worse in the last couple of years that people feel more inclined to come on as trolls to people they meet online who they've never met. But I can't put my finger on it why I think that's happening either. I mean, of course, on the one hand, they must have other shit going on because if your sole purpose in life is to go online and harass other people that you've never met before, then you must be really pathetic and your life must be really horrible if that's the thing that you do in your spare time, basically. Well, you actually, I think you mentioned it on this show. I can't remember what episode it was, but you were talking about online hate and how like hate leads to hate, leads to hate, leads yeah. to hate. And something I have noticed is somebody will do something controversial. Somebody will say something that it's clearly not right. It's clearly a deluded statement. I don't agree with it. There'll be a lot of other people out there that don't agree with it too, but their reaction to that will be to spin it round and just spin that hate back onto yeah. the person saying that. And I understand to, to a degree the the pain and the anguish that comments can cause and people reacting in the moment to those as well it, it happens all the time it's happening as we speak it, people are reacting to to comments but to me it just feels like we're just in this never-ending cycle then of yeah they've said something hateful you know what i'm gonna say something hateful i'm just gonna spin what they've said and say well i wish that happened to you and it's like what that doesn't really achieve anything that's like i feel like we got to be better than these people that are spewing the bile and the hatred that it's so hard sometimes that we just want to scream. We just want to, we just want to react to these people. We want to just throw it back in their faces so badly, but it, it achieves nothing. It, we, we've got to stand tall and we, we've got to fight the good fight, but yeah. how we do that 
perhaps that has to be looked at as well because if we're sinking ourselves to the levels of people that are spewing all this then yeah. i'm not saying we're directly as bad but we're just going to those levels and then that maybe opens up just this this new door where <laughs> where we find it acceptable to abuse people and yeah. you know the the abuse becomes the abuser it's just a possibility with that with that mentality that that well you've said something so i'm gonna say something i'm just gonna fuel that fire it's gonna burn and it's just i i just feel like okay maybe i have an opinion on something but i want to i want to step back and try and take mm. in take in the facts and sometimes there isn't really facts to have it's just like oh my goodness that's that's not right but what are we going to achieve by sticking a knife into that person i feel the thing is often that people think their opinion is the right one yeah but we then tend to forget that even our opinion we can first of all it's an opinion very often and we're not free from being hateful in, with that opinion like what we do with what we and how we bring that across can be just as hateful and can be just as just as painful for, for, for the other person. So you can be as liberal as you want if you go hard on someone and get get nasty with your comment, even though you feel that you are right in that moment. It just perpetuates that never ending cycle of anger. Maybe we just need a 10 minute posting penalty when we read angry stuff because i think often when you read it and you get immediately angry and then you post angry shit back that never helps anyone but maybe if you had time for a few minutes before you could post that that would probably change a lot already well, i know on uh well, i know some social media platforms are trying to tackle this as well i know instagram i don't know if you've seen this new feature that they're rolling out it's scanning what you're writing so it's picking up any potential words that that could be deemed uh hate speech hate speech and it's it's gonna send you a little message as you hit send to ask you are you sure you want to send that and it's gonna prompt you to say are you sure is this what you want to say and maybe that's, I the, like first, that. that's the first step in people just taking a second to consider what they're saying because a lot of people are react are reacting yeah. in the moment and it's not it's not truly who they are and maybe you can say well they're reacting like that that's obviously who they are but we we all have snapped we've all reacted to something in a split second as it's happened and we don't have time to think about it we don't have time to process it we don't have time to be rational about it and that's that's the issue with <laughs> social media happened. that that a lot of people just don't don't take that time anymore. They react, react, react. And all this reaction is just a lot of times just hate. It's just that first thought in your head, which is usually not a nice thing. You know, we're all guilty of it. If, if you've ever snapped it, you know, somebody you've snapped at your partner or your parents or, you know, somebody in your family when you've just reacted and you, you almost instantly feel like, I wish I could take that back. Or you may be lying in bed that night and you're going, you know, I wish I hadn't, I wish I'd I wish I hadn't reacted that way. And yeah. if, if if we can get to a place where more people are reconciling over what they're writing online, because there's just this, this feeling that there's no law. It's a lawless land. You can write whatever the heck you want because there is no police. There's no, you know, there's nobody coming to throw you in, 
internet jail. You can do whatever the heck you want out there. It's the wild west. But I feel like there needs to be just that bit more accountability for what you are saying online because it's, it's real people, uh, unless you're on Instagram, that is 80% bots. But there's consequences to words and you know, words can be a powerful tool. And I think simply saying, well, it's just the internet, you know, just don't read it or just ignore it. I don't think that's good enough. I don't think that's good enough no. for a lot of the times when there's just this war of words going on. I think it takes away the responsibility of, for people. It just seems like, well, you don't have to read it, but I can't be responsible for what I write. You just don't read it. And, and I feel that's not how it should work. That's not That cannot work like that. There needs to be some responsibility that everybody takes, that everybody has for what they write, for what they do. You have responsibility for what you do in your life. You need to be aware that you can cause people pain by the words that you choose. And, and I know, yeah, I agree with you sometimes. It's just, it happens in a split second and you wish you just, had said it differently or you took a breath before you said it and it seems that consciousness is just filtered out of the internet sometimes which is really sad but it's also a nice segue to the next article that we have which basically deals with twitch and how it could moderate or how it should deal with the bigger influences or bigger channels there who do stuff that's not okay Gotta say, I picked a really depressing month to come on for Geek Girl in the News. But oh I... no! <laughs> <laughs> it's all doom and gloom. No, we we end off awesome. Okay. <laughs> we always try to end on a better note. It's not always fun in games. I mean, it's often about games, but not often fun. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You shared that there was also discussion that was going on in our Discord channel. Did you find that video with Alinity Divine and her cat? Yeah. Yeah, this this has been doing the rounds as well. And actually and actually this was brought to my attention by Peter, you know, good old Peter. Uh Pete. Peter, the organization. Oh, by Peter. Oh, Peter, yes. Not Pete. Not Pete in our Discord. Peter, Monica. Could have been a very British way to say Peter. Could have been more different, those two people. Uh, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> yeah, so they retweeted uh, a video, a, a Twitch clip of Alinity as she was playing Overwatch, funny enough, and her cat like walked across her keyboard and she was like, Wah! and she picked the cat up kind of under the belly, tossed it over her shoulder and off the screen, off, out of her, out of her view. And this kind of caused... So the viewers the, couldn't see where the cat landed or what was behind or something. I'm not 100% sure if we, we got a landing shot of, of the cat. There's a lot of people saying, well, it landed on the bed, it was fine. Or, you know, cats can fall off buildings and be fine but this <laughs> well logic but this brought to my attention then a few other videos from alinity cropped in to limelight as well one of alinity feeding her cat vodka she took a, a glug out of a bottle and then she kind of was, had it in her mouth and she kind of got close to the cat and just like like feeding the bird yeah yeah like that there and there was another video of her and her dog her dog was actually chasing the cat this time and she gave a, a kick to the dog to kind of detract it from uh chasing the cat and this all came to light and a lot of frustrated people a lot of 
worry pet owners as well because somebody's treating their animals this way live on Twitch for people to see. And that just makes you question, well, if they're doing this in the public space, how are they acting in a private space? Uh, uh, because this is how they act publicly. And a lot of questions over Twitch and were they going to throw any sort of punishment at Alinity for these actions? Because it's not something that they would want to be connected with as well as with a user that's abusing their animals with regards to where that falls on the severity of animal abuse. That can be debated until the cows come home, but there's, there's no doubt that there is forms of abuse happening with regards to her and her animals while live streaming. And that's why this big outcry came to light. And I know there's a few, a few clips circling around, like I say, and we talked about it on the, the, the Geek Herring Discord, Monica, and I know there's there's some discussion there to be had with regards to her actions towards the cat. Seems to be pretty no, kind of notorious that it's saying that, you know, this is animal abuse. The the kick on the dog seems to be falling in a bit of a gray area with uh, dog owners saying that this is acceptable behavior or there's some understanding there. And there's, there's people like me without dogs going, you can't kick a dog. That's just wrong. Dude, I saw people doing worse things to their dogs in public um, than what she did in that moment. The thing actually that I find the most horrible amongst all of them is her feeding the cat vodka. So that for me is just because, yes, it's not ideal that she throws the cat over her shoulder, but who knows what's in the back. So maybe that that could have gone okay if the cat landed well and stuff. It's not ideal and it's horrible, obviously. But the cat can't do anything about her getting fed some vodka. And that's just poisonous for the cat my dog trainer's dog who got fed a lot of beer when he was small he has the hardcore nerve disease he can't walk straight he can't walk walk properly because he got fed so much alcohol when he was small for me that's just unacceptable because you poison your animal from the inside and the cat can't do anything against it and that's why for me it's just that for me is actually the worst of all of the videos that, that I saw. I don't want to be any service to moderate stuff like this. Because I can't I can't t say where how to p penalize and how to punish that would be helpful in that regard. With regards to Twitch's stance on this as of recording uh on the 29th of July 2019, there has been nothing from them with regards to this. They did previously ban one streamer, Nee Coldslaw, for abusing her cat on stream, and they did unban her shortly afterwards. So it seems like they did set a precedent of that this isn't cool, that, that like this shouldn't be happening, and don't do this. And they took took a action. They haven't took action against Alinity with regards to what she's done, which is we're raising a lot of questions that are some members of the Twitch community just too big to face the the music with regards to punishment. We've seen recently as well, uh, Dr. Disrespect, who was at E3 and he was live streaming. He went into some public bathrooms, the live stream on, that's against Twitch's uh, terms of service. He got banned for a couple of weeks. Again, that took me a while to notice why that's a problem. <laughs> 
<laughs> because uh, men actually do pull out something when they're in the public bathroom. Yeah, we gotta we gotta pee in those buckets, Monica. Yeah, beside yeah, each yeah. Other. It's very uncivilized. But he got banned for a couple of weeks. But the there's just this weird situation where a lot of these high end streamers, if they do face some sort of punishment or they end up in the limelight for some a negative reason, and when they do make their comeback, if they're temporary banned for for whatever they they've done bad, there's usually a boom in their subscriptions and their viewship. They seem to get a lot of support from a majority of the Twitch user base, which is very odd. It's very strange. We know that obviously if they have followers, some people just blindly follow who they like, no matter what they do, and they're just going to reap some benefits from actually having this negative limelight associated with them. So it's a really weird time that we live in that somebody can do this to an animal, but if Twitch was to ban them for a couple of weeks, then they came back, they probably benefit from it. You know what I'm saying? Which is so weird to to say that actually maybe Twitch not doing anything. I mean, the tweet the tweets would still have gone viral and stuff, my question is just that their business decision is more important yeah. than what is happening to the animals. Or Because if people can go against the community guidelines like Dr. Disrespect does, but then he can come back, like, what are they even for? And... In the end, it's just about if you're big enough and you bring in big enough enough business, then you basically live without rules. That's it, because if, for example, Twitch say, "Well, I'm going to ban this streamer," you know, they're they're a big streamer, they're a big name on our on yeah. our platform. What what's going to be an appropriate punishment? I mean, okay, well, we can ban them for a couple of weeks. It's not really going to do anything. In fact, yeah. they're going to come out of this way better. It's actually going to bring you know more attention onto onto Twitch, the name. Uh, if we take a more serious stance and we say, you know what, let's let's ban Alinity. Let's just revoke her completely. She'll go to another platform and Twitch have lost somebody big to their their stable, their roster. And obviously they're not going to want that. And like you say, it, it's all motivated by business. You know, they're not just going to ban somebody unless it's it's a horrific crime. You know, that we, we have to rank what crimes are, what where they fall on this ladder mm. and you know if they they're doing something which well they end up in prison for for example then well twitch might go well yeah we will ban <laughs> them because they're going to be in prison they can't stream but i don't know it would be good to just have more communication than being up front and saying look we maybe it needs to be a monetary penalty yeah and i guess it could be like well we're going to hit you, we're going to hit your subs and we're going to donate that to this or something like that. But I don't know. I don't know if, if that's not the right thing to do. Do you do you issue a fine? Do you issue a fine to somebody? Because I mean, that's basically how society works. If you do something wrong and like you speed, then you get a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you keep on doing things wrong, some countries, if you speed too much, then they take your license away. And I think money... Money talks. Money talks. And for example, could be some rules where it where it says if you get banned twice from 
I don't know how the Twitchers, Twitch streamers do actually make the money, but if you get get banned like two or three times, then you will only get half of the amount that you would get if you weren't banned three times. Or maybe they just find them a percentage of their subscriptions or something yeah. like that. It's just like this. But it's a real gray area, isn't it? There's no answer to it. But I think we want to see Twitch take a more tougher stance on things like this because there, there's a there's a lot of issues with Twitch for the the good that it does with content creation and bringing games to light and the, the esports scene. There's still a lot wrong with Twitch. And I use Twitch and I, I go through a dilemma of wanting to use Twitch a lot of times because that you you go into these bigger channels and you just see what being spewed in the chat which isn't really chat it's just this weird conveyor belt of weird messages which i i just don't i just don't understand but there's a lot more that that needs to be done with regards to kind of monitoring the audiences mm. how they how they can be held accountable for what they're doing but then also the the content creators need to be held responsible if they're doing yeah. something that's broadcasted to these people it's live there's evidence of abuse they, they, they need to act on that they can't just sweep it under the carpet they can't just pretend it hasn't happened because there's so many people watching it so many people seeing it it's on their platform surely from a business side it makes sense in the long run for them to say and come out they need to take action against anyone who's breaking the law or doing anything on stream that's it just shouldn't be on stream yeah. it, it it doesn't make sense that they would that they would avoid that situation for for business i feel there are guidelines for a reason you can find i guess a lawyer or someone who can write really amazing guidelines that are kind of or at least that narrow everything down and th that you can use and stick to it and if all the platforms would stick to a certain amount of decency in their guidelines then take action on all of them it shouldn't be possible that someone does shit on twitch and then can move over to a different platform just because but if everybody ha had the same standards then that would definitely get rid of all the toxic people or at least a certain amount of them well that's my utopia you looked at me very skeptically here but uh, in the the world of rainbows and unicorns monica the internet is a lawless place in a way and i feel we see what what's happening when it is like that so and i'm not saying i'm not here for all the strict rules but i feel some common ground would be awesome so common decency that we ask of people and i think you can ask it's a certain amount of decency from people but yeah. Pro yeah i just i'm not sure how to how to get to that yeah it's just a lot of strange things we need to get through before we work that out because our next article is talking about something way better than all the horrors that go on in the yeah, is that is that the the, the roller coaster have we kind of reached the peak now now we're having the thrill ride yeah down to the exit we've got We've got through the doom, the gloom. We did. Did you already start with Stranger Things? Oh yeah, Stranger Things three. Three. Been watching sorry. that with Amanda actually. If she was, if she had been here today, she would have been telling you. Did we even say that Amanda was sick? Did we even say that at the start of the show? Did we even explain why she wasn't here? So Amanda has basically no voice. 
people and that's really bad for a podcast so that's why tom is the awesome person yeah Amanda wrote down everything she wanted me to say and i didn't read any of it so i'm sorry amanda just gone on my own tangent for the entire episode but yeah stranger things stranger things 3 been watching that almost completed this this season and i have to say i'm really enjoying it really really enjoying this season so much it's one of those shows that I've always consumed fairly quickly when it comes out. And I think this season, maybe more than most, the 80s cliches are just, <laughs> they turn the dial up. It's just it's just a full-on 80s cliche constantly. I can't even, you know. I can't even, you can't. I can't even breathe. It's just 80s. <laughs> it's so 80s. It's 80s. You know, it's just. It's I just, the 80, I just, 80s version of the 80s. <laughs> that's what it is. And I, <laughs> It, it's just almost overdone that I just appreciate it even more. It just you you can't overdo the eighties for some reason. Just... All the fashion situation is now hardcore coming back into the world. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, really, really enjoying the season. Looking forward to to finishing it off and definitely check if you put it on the back burner for some reason. You you enjoy Stranger Things. I actually think season three is maybe better than season two. It's just. I totally like this one the most. Like I'm I wasn't I'm not diehard yay go stranger things woohoo. I was like yeah watching it yeah. But I really did like the third season and not only for the clothes because I caught myself be like I want that one and I want this one. But also because dude there were a lot of girls this time who were super hardcore and like fuck this shit more yeah. than in the previous seasons i mean like season one we got 11 season two we got max season three we got erica erica is freaking awesome she's the best honestly because we saw her appear in some episodes where she was just shitting on her big brother like nothing else i think she was already there in season two or something occasionally you saw her but she's just amazing. And I really also did like Robin. Yes, the... Uh, Ice cream girl. Yes, Robin is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Erica is Lucas's younger sister. And she's got some real attitude. And oh my goodness. the Stealing the show this season, I have to say. Erica stole yeah. the show so far for me. Because she's just got so much... She's got something in her. It's like, oh, you, you're just know what you want you know what you're about you know what's what's right what's wrong what how to go about it you know how to do business you badass girl often the smaller siblings are like maybe the shyer ones but she's just telling everyone how it is and how it has to be and what kind of idiots everybody is and stuff so i really enjoyed that about her yeah i mean compared to her older brother lucas who seems a bit weedy at times it, she's just like oh she's she is a different cut she is a different cut <laughs> compared to her brother. The relationship between the girls in general got better during that season, I find. So they connected more. They were more of an ally, which was awesome. Yeah, there was a lot of lot of character growing. And you could see the transition of the characters going from kids to adults. They're starting to take <laughs> those steps. And it's it's quite funny to take that journey with them and probably brings up a lot of memories for people too which they don't want to revisit ever again ah. i feel in this season there was a general embracing of your awkwardness more than in That's the true. previous ones like because even robin was just more 
a character that was doing what she wants to do and didn't care what everybody else was saying in her own special kind of way. That's true. Because, I mean, the series is all built on a bit nerdy, geeky people. But she's a different kind of, I don't care what, what's happening in the world kind of thing. She's not even, she's not that that geeky, nerdy Dungeons and Dragons kind of geeky, but her own kind of I'm embracing myself kind of person, which I really liked. And I'm not as annoyed by Joyce this season, I have to say. She was a bit annoying in the last two ones. Joyce? And I, I felt she was very whiny in the last few episodes. So, few, in the first one, very whiny. The second one, a bit less whiny, but yeah, still. Yeah, but I mean, her weird. son got her son. I know. Her son was abducted, and her son was possessed. Monica, yeah. how would you react? I'm sure you would whine just a little bit if <gasps> Yoshi got abducted into the upside down, and then he came back and he was full of parasites. I'm pretty sure. You I would... already had that parasite situation <laughs> happen. Oh no! <laughs> I he's gave pooping out medicine. a demigorgon. He's pooping. He was pooping out a lot of tiny demigorgons. Oh no! Yeah, that maybe was we should gross. move on. Go very fast. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was a great season. Have you ever read the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I've read the first book, actually. I have read the, the first book with um, Marvin and the gang. So you know the reason of life. Yes, 40, 42, isn't it? Yes, that's 42. It. I remember that. That's it. That's all I remember from that book. I didn't know that that was actually a radio play. Did you know? I read that now in the article that came up because The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is coming to Hulu. Who? Yay. Hulu. Who? Hulu. Hulu. It used to be a science fiction comedy radio series. So basically, in 1978, imagine that old kind of podcast was that was. You're listening to The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, coming to you live. I like that. And that was then transferred into books, into the novel in 1979. And then they made a TV show of it. That aired sometime in the 80s, in 81. And now we get a new series on Hulu. We had the, the film as well. There was one yes. film with Simon Pegg, wasn't it? I never saw that. Oh, I really love that. It was with with he Martin Freeman. Oh, not Simon Pegg. Was it Martin Freeman? No, it's Martin Freeman. Because I kept remembering Martin Freeman as the guy from the Hitchhiker's Galaxy. And now he's in so many movies. Why did I think it was Simon Pegg? Was Simon Pegg in this as well? There's a lot of British actors in this. I'm probably thinking of Paul or something like that. Just got my space movies mixed up. No, it was with Martin Freeman. Oh, Zoe Deschanel? Yeah. Damn. You have to Stephen watch Fry? it. I'm, he was the voice. The narrator. Uh, yeah. The, sorry. And the guy who played Flitwick played Marvin. Oh, Warwick Davis. Okay. Yeah. Quite a quite a cast. There was also uh, yeah. Richard Griffin, who yeah. is uh, Uncle Durs Dursley. Yes, he. Uncle Vernon. Uncle Dursley. What am I talking about? Spent too much time out of Hogwarts. Uncle Dursley. Anyway, you have to watch the movie. Um, apparently, it might not be a great adaption to the books, but I really liked it because I can distinguish. Why, why do I have to watch the movie? Why don't I just wait till this this TV series comes out, Monica? Because I reckon, I don't know, because I reckon that it's still different. And I mean, the movie has Martin Freeman and Zoe Deschanel in it. And 
Well, that's Marvin. a strong argument. I know. So argument. it's Chanel. It's awesome. Um, yeah. So that was a great movie. And there is a series coming soon. So I'm curious about how that happens, how that works, and how that will go down. And two gamey situations we have going on. We've talked about Cyberpunk coming out because Keanu Reeves is part of it and announced it and stuff in a few previous episodes. But you shared an article with us on the Discord channel, so I really enjoyed that you're on here. When and I, I feel like I did a lot of the legwork for this episode. I know two articles. Three? I think it's three. Okay, sorry. Three, come on, Martha. Don't, don't cheat uh, me out of one. You always do a geek girl in the news articles <laughs> legwork. <laughs> so what's going on with Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk 2077 will have a reversible cover art featuring a female five. What does it mean, reversible? You take out the covers, flip it around and put it back inside? Yeah, that's it. You oh. you can fl flip your cover art and instead of a, a ma male main protagonist on the front cover, you'll have a female main protagonist on the cover. I, like I wonder that. if they would just, like if you go to the store, maybe they'll just flip a few round so that there's this... I would totally do that. Yeah, just to, to mix it up. I will switch them all. Switch them all. Just I will switch them all. All the females, all of them. All the single ages, all the single ages. Okay, I don't think a lot of people question cover art on games, but when you now see a female on the cover from a game that you expect to have a guy on it, I feel it gives you two seconds. Yeah, well, I mean, in Cyberpunk uh, 2077, you're going to be able to create a character. So you're going to be able to create a male character, create a female character. So being able to decide who's displayed on your on your box cover, if you're still buying physical games, you know, some people still do that. That's okay. And you have the choice to, to see who's displayed. And actually, Mass Effect 3 uh, had a reversible cover art, uh, which featured FemShep on one side and just your male chap on the other uh but did you play that game i did i actually wasn't femme chap i played a male chap i actually look kind of like how i do now with the shaved head <laughs> uh, i think that's how i've styled myself in my later years to <laughs> replicate my shepherd uh from mass effect I heard that people really like that game, so that's. Oh, it's very good. Wondering. I mean, the this ended a bit disappointingly, but the the story was pretty good up until near the end, where it just fell off a little bit. But some really strong characters in that game. Maybe that's the reason why I don't end games because sometimes the ending can be so shit. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, that's not a good excuse to not finish something. Yeah, that's Because it true. might not be good. That's just a terrible way to approach your life. That you're like, I don't want to do that. It might not be very good. <laughs> just avoiding any disappointment. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. want to go on Geek Herring, Monica. I might mess it up. I might make a, a fool of myself. You could never mess it up. And you cannot make a fool out of yourself when I'm here. Because I take that rain with no problem. <laughs> And I mean, I don't know if this this fixes an issue with the whole generic cover problem, Monica, with regards to most games that come out. It's a male character. It's it's you know that's what dominates the front covers of our games. Is is that an issue when it comes to games where you have this creative freedom to choose? Um, um, if you have the creative freedom to choose the gender 
of your character? Do you think that's that's an issue? You're asking me if it's an issue? If it's good that there we have the option now in more games? Yeah, I mean, is is that good enough? Is that a good enough compromise? I'm gonna say is is that like the first step that let's give people the option to display what what art they want on their their game covers which again like i say the whole physical aspect of purchasing a game is is dwindling yeah with more people buying digital but you know a lot of people still prefer that physical element uh to their gaming so okay various layers to that answer so for people who do buy the game as a physical copy I don't know if I find the flipping situation the ideal situation. So, because it again makes you choose, um, could be something that could be used in advertising where people or companies still go in and flip over to the male perspective because people they tend to realize that people buy those more. I feel it needs to start a bit earlier, though. I feel that's a good situation in general that it's possible because something is better than nothing i feel it should start a bit earlier with advertising where both variations need to be advertised just in the same amount so that it doesn't seem like a game that has a male lead and needs to be played in a male version rather than as a female version though i would appreciate if there were more games that had strong female characters in the leading roles as well because we still like our tomb raider and yeah there there is more there there's more room for a lot of strong female characters in games as well so we deserve our own strong characters as well so i feel there is not always just one answer to the story or one road to the end goal there are various yeah i feel like we could go for another half an hour talking about that for sure but we need to we need to switch off nintendo has a smaller switch coming out cheaper smaller lighter switch light switch light it's almost like a captain marvel tagline there wasn't it cheaper smaller lighter yeah it wasn't that's definitely not (laughs) captain marvel higher further faster yeah there we go that's better i don't think that it's higher further or faster than the actual switch (laughs) definitely not but it has great colors. I really like the colors. Would you get one? Uh, no. I'm gonna say no. I think this the 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 Switch Lite is gonna be a great entry point for gamers who solely play portable, play on yeah. the go. It's gonna be a great entry point. It's gonna be like a hundred dollars less than a your regular Switch. But for me. The whole selling point of a Nintendo Switch is that diversity with regards to being able to throw it into a dock, put it on the TV, take out the Joy-Cons, hand one to your buddy, play Mario Kart or whatever, or just being able to play that on the go or wherever in your hands, using the little stand when you're on an airplane and and playing it with a a controller. It just feels like there's a, a lot more flexibility with how you can use the device, whereas switch light it's just it's portable it's 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 going to be your new nintendo ds pretty much because if you have the capability of playing the games that the switch can in your hands you're probably going to move away from playing your nintendo ds which it's being slowly phased out now so i should say 3ds or 2ds 
whatever whatever we're up to now but i think it's a smart move by nintendo they're making a lot of great waves in the the console market with the switch i think they've done so much right since the i'd say underwhelmingness of the wii u which just didn't really do that much to to captivate our imagination as gamers i feel it started a bit earlier as well with a gamecube that wasn't wasn't awesome either I mean, I liked it, but it was not like a console that you would be super excited about. About the N64, you would still be pretty excited about what you saw. Yeah. And then the GameCube would be like, well, I have it, but whatever. Yeah, Nintendo just are seemingly always on this roller coaster. And I think Hmm. they've made a lot of strange decisions over the years. But I think with the Switch and the fact that they brought a lot of publishers on board to be like, yep, use our console to to make your games it's been yeah. so good for indie games indie games are just releasing on switch now it, it's almost just seems to be the default that they'll come out on pc they'll come out on playstation and, and xbox and it's like yeah and switch but you know what switch is probably the best place to be playing your indie games having it in your hands or just being able to take it with you on the go that's almost like what indie games were made for they're just that bit more casual approach to to certain genres but at the same time they can still have this depth and they don't always require these powerful machines to run them you can have these experiences without uh you know sticking a a rocket engine on on your computer to to run it and i think the nintendo switch has just fit the bill so well with that nintendo is a good example of you can't be at the top all the time, but if you keep working and if you keep listening to your user base, your player base, you will get to a point where you then can rise again. And I feel they really, the Switch is really an amazing console. I really enjoy mine. And yes, we need a GoFundMe page for you and Amanda to finally freaking I'll get I'll really one. enjoy mine when I get it this year. <laughs> though. I'm getting it this year. That's it. I'm yes. Don't I've been saying it for two years. This is the year. <sighs> This is the year of the Switch 2019. I like that because we already also played Switch this year together in person. Yes, so that's we did. why it's the year of the Switch. We played some Mario Party and it was a good time. And Kart. Mario Kart, yeah. Well, I chose to forget that because we didn't win. You didn't win? Or did I? I can't remember. I don't know. Oh, no, I did win. I did win. I think you and Amanda. I know that Amanda couldn't or didn't like the cooking, overcooked. <laughs> oh, yeah, she didn't like that, yeah. Yeah, see, it. like I say, Monica, I've been recording now for a long time. You know, I'm, like, I'm on three extra lives. I, my episodes are 20 minutes. You have three episodes recorded now. Exactly. This is just... This I'm is sorry. Just insane podcasting limits for me that are being pushed to, and, you know, I couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier to, <laughs> to be doing that. But I will release you from from your guesting duty now because I think we are through all our articles this month. Yay! Yay! Thanks for being awesome and doing this with me. No problem. It was uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of a lot of tough stuff this month to to get through. But you know, you guys are always willing to talk about that. You know, talk about the tough stuff. Talk about the stuff that's not always fun to dive into, but just being able to maybe give a, a rational side of these terrible things, it, it definitely feels good to air them out in a safe and positive environment. 
Exactly, in a potato way and not in a hate way. <laughs> I don't know why. Potato, potato, I don't, I don't even know. Potato hater? I don't know why. I, I thought haters going to hate and potatoes going to potate. That's why. Yeah. We're potating, whatever I'm saying. So thanks again, Tom. Where can people find you? Let them all know. Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Tom the Knight. Or you can find my podcast over at Three Extra Lives on various social media. Just search for Three Extra Lives. It'll come up. You'll find it if you're interested in video games, indie games. If you want to listen to some positive gaming news every week and you want to wash that down with some video game trivia, <laughs> you can uh, check out Three Extra Lives and be happy to welcome you in to the the land of three pixel hearts you'll be most welcome i never get the trivia right but whatever i'm over gotta it. keep trying gotta keep trying Monica. keep trying one day, yeah one day i'm gonna make an episode just for you <laughs> i'm gonna find out exactly what you know and i'm gonna Dude, I even fucked up the harry potter question that's true so i put I harry potter in you didn't get that right so what hope what hope do you have what hope do i'm you have? hopeless Okay, and if you want to join us again, I'm just mentioning it again, geekhearing.com forward slash Discord, and you can chat with Tom and the other people from the Dragon Powered Studio and all other and Pete, awesome... And Pete's there. And Pete. Not Peter, <laughs> but Pete. Pete. Peter. Also not wrong. Very very English, and it's right. Peter. I can't Peter. do the... You can do the English accent way better than I can. Well, I was born there. So I, I, do have, I do have an advantage, yes. Hello. ho Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.